The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so quite a lot for us to get through this morning. I'll take your calls on 011-714-2006. That's on the issues that uh, have already been raised. And, of course, you're more than welcome to uh, raise anything else that may be on your mind on the WhatsApp line, 0614-104-107, and Twitter at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SAFM Talking Point. Well, let's get into our thinking point for this morning. Uh, yesterday, we saw e-hailing drivers hand over a memorandum to government and they're hoping that government will heed their call and assist them when it comes to intervening on some of the labor issues uh, that they are facing. Uh, Thiong Bongi is the spokesperson for, uh, for the Gauteng Department of Transport and joins us now. Theo, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Kathy, and uh, thanks so much for the invite, and good morning to the listeners as well. Given the fact that, you know, the issues that the drivers are raising over this three-day stay-away have been brought to the attention of the Transport Department for some time now, I mean, what are the practical ways in which you think the department can get involved? Is this something that you see yourself being an active mediator in where it concerns the drivers and these e-hailing apps? You're right, Cathy. It's quite a complex uh, situation to navigate in that um, you are having two parties that have um, a, a, a signed uh, deal uh, together, uh, the partners and the app owners. And so as government, unfortunately or fortunately, we uh, have to make sure that we create a conducive environment, one for the movement of people, but also for the economy to to continue growing. So uh, we are almost forced into mediating, and we've we've taken a few steps as well uh, to make sure that we do that effectively, one of which is um, the appointment of an advocate who is a mediator uh, between uh, the e-hailing owners or app owners and uh, the, the driver partners. So uh, that's, that process, I must admit, has been a bit slow. You would know that uh, uh, we started with this process last year. Towards the end of last year, we appointed the advocate to, to lead the negotiations. Unfortunately, not much has been, has been done in, on that score. And our, our meeting on Monday was ma- mainly to deal with, with those delays and to allay fears that uh, we would have abandoned the process or left them to their own devices when it comes to the, those complaints that they have against the app owners. What has been the process of reaching out to uh, these app owners? How have you found it? What kind of uh, responses have you been receiving so far? So uh, last year when, when the strike uh, broke out, um, when when uh, the, the, the partners marched to our offices, we immediately convened a few meetings uh, with the, the partners and the owners of the apps. Um, those meetings um, obviously were, were a bit heated in that obviously the, the two sides represent um, almost the polar opposites of, of each other. And um, you would know that the apps uh, or the, the owners of the apps, they are, they are focused on, on their business. And um, equally, the, 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 the partners are focused on, on their business and they feel that they are not being given enough in, in terms of profits uh, to take home. So um, we then realized that we actually needed to uh, get someone who will be permanently um, dealing with the matter. And hence, we appointed the advocate, Advocate Khan, 
um, to then intervene and make sure that uh, the talks continue. Uh, I do know that um, there are problems with regards to the participation of um, especially the app owners. Some of them have sort of withdrawn from the process. But we believe that um, we will augment um, with uh, the agreement that we made on Monday, augment the negotiation uh, uh, forum uh, to make sure that everyone is represented and that everyone is heard because some of the issues are quite complex, uh, Cathy, as you understand. It's interesting because when we hear what the e-hailing drivers are saying about how their complaints have been dealt with by these apps, is that they say they are unable to have any clear conversations because many of these apps are headquartered elsewhere in the world. And they also talk about you know the fact that there aren't offices that they can actually go to. And, and, and raise these concerns. And, and, you know, that was seen as one of the strengths of this technology is that you can have, uh, you know, innovation and disruption on, on, on that level and completely mm-hmm. do away with that, um, you know, human in- interface and interaction. Mm-hmm. A- and now um, we're seeing that when there are problems, it, it doesn't necessarily work out well. Absolutely. I mean, to give you a practical example, when we were having the meetings uh, last year, we we had meetings in person, but also there were people who were joining us from outside the country mm. uh, who are the owners of the app. So that will necessarily create a bit of um, tension and, and um, almost a broken telephone in that uh, people in South Africa, they, they're complaining about material conditions here in South Africa. And you'd find that the apps are I mean, uh, all over the world. And perhaps they may not elevate some of the issues that are are specific to South Africa um, as um, they relate to their app and their operation. So it does uh, create a bit of a a, a difficulty in that you have people who are based outside of the country and they have to acclimatize themselves with the conditions of um, what is happening in the country. But what what is also not helpful also is is that um, it, it, it would seem that internally between um, the, the app owners and um, the, the, the partners and the drivers, it doesn't seem that there is a, um, a forum or, or a channel of communication that is mm. constant. Mm. Um, and that, that is creating quite a, a bit of frustration. And hence they have um, resorted to coming to government, asking government to then intervene in the, by way of um, regulation and, and other uh, measures. We, we are... Obviously, we are, we are we have an interest in this because it involves uh, the movement of people and the safety um, of of the people of Gauteng who use these apps. So we we, we necessarily have to be part of uh, finding a solution. But that solution, and this was emphasised on Monday again, that solution will only come from a collaborative uh, approach. Um, the app owners, the partners, and government should sit uh, around the table. And, and, and try and, and find solutions to, to these problems. Because it is true that Uber in, in America and Uber in other parts of the, of the world will not necessarily operate the way it operates um, in, in South Africa. And those things we, sh- we should be very sensitive to. And um, on, on the regulation side, you, you do know that uh, the National Land Transport Act is um, being amended as we speak um, to also factor in e-hailing as part of the modes of transport. So that will also go a long way in, in, in sort of, um, you know, putting the, the parameters uh, as it relates to 
to these operations. When you talk about regulation, right, I don't think that South Africa is in a unique position because we have seen elsewhere in the world how there has been, you know, a resistance to e-hailing services. Uh, Some governments Mm. have completely banned their operations. Others Mm. have introduced very, very strict uh, regulations that effectively, uh, you know, define and set out the parameters under which they operate. And I wonder from a South African perspective, what your approach is when it comes to setting the regulations for how this industry then will be able to continue operating and and also uh, you know ensure that the the drivers that that are affected here do not feel as disenfranchised as they currently do we're going to continue the conversation theo and that's the question that that, that i'd like you to answer uh, after the latest 9:30 news headlines talking point with kathy motlasana weekdays 9am till midday we continue the conversation with Theung Gongi. He is the spokesperson for the Gauteng uh, Department of Transport. We're finding out exactly how government plans to resolve this impasse that has led to a three-day stay away of e-hailing drivers. So, so Theo, you heard the question to you. Looking at what yeah. else is happening elsewhere uh, in, in the world, really, how is South Africa then going to be determining its own response to the regulation of these apps? Um, so, so the, the the amendment of the act um, is dealing with with one complexity, uh, Kathy, in that in in our unique um, uh, uh, conditions in South Africa, you, you, Uber comes up, uh, and you would know that there's always been this strife between um, the minibus taxis, uh, the meter taxis, as well. So it comes in along that mix of of of, of complexity, and um, what what it what it then brought is that where do you put um, the, the the service itself? Is it um, is it a meter taxi or is it an, a, a a different animal altogether? And that is that is the the complexity that um, the, the drafters of the act are navigating at the moment because uh, you would know that at the current moment uh, because there is no regulation really to provide for their services uh, they are operating as metered taxis and you would understand why that is that is the case. Because government needs some um, assurance that when you are transporting people and making them pay, uh, there are certain uh, considerations that you have to, to, to bear in mind. And that's why you need them a, a, a license to do so. So uh, as, as partners or drivers, they would have then um, had to acquire a, an operating license as metered cab. But that doesn't solve the problem because um, their, their service is based on an app. And I think... Um, that's that's the, the where the complexity of the matter really lies, and and even internally amongst themselves and, and the app owners, they are actually navigating the, those questions. And how how what how do they translate to the South African condition as well? So it's, it's quite a complex uh, uh, matter, and um, we believe that the regulations, as soon as the regulations are promulgated, promulgated that will really um, give a bit of clarity as to where they stand. All right, Theo, let's wrap it up here then. Do you foresee a situation where government will uh, set base fares as as has been requested? Absolutely not. Um, and and that, that was the question that was raised on Monday, that why doesn't the MEC then intervene and, and um, determine the fares? 
look, the, the whole process, which is um, the section section 61, that whole process is quite an involved process, and it, it's not um, a one-dimensional question. So the MEC can't unilaterally um, make uh, a determination on, on the pricing. So he has to consult with everyone who's involved, which is exactly what we are doing at the moment, mm. to say that um, the, the app owners must come to the table and also their partners. Let's, let's find a negotiated settlement um, and see how we can move forward. And you would know that this has been a problem for quite some time. Um, it, it's almost like um, we are not finding a way around it. And I believe um, perhaps the regulations that the Act, once it's, it, 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 it's amended, um, maybe that will, will help. But we can't fold our hands while we are waiting for that to happen. And we believe that through negotiation and, and you know, a, a give and a take, uh, we can find a win-win situation between the two parties. But um, it's important for them to, to come to the table. Otherwise, then it becomes impossible for us to impose anything on something that they have agreed uh, between themselves. Ultimately, at, at the heart of this issue, Theo, is also the failure of government to provide an efficient, reliable, and integrated public transport system. I, I wouldn't call it a failure, Cathy. Uh, uh, I think it, it, um, it, it, it's a matter that is in progress. Um, we have BRTs. We didn't have them a few years ago. I think the integration is, is not an easy task um, to pull off as, as government, but I think there are strides that we are making Especially but but we don't have there. we don't have reliable public transport, Theo, and and that Absolutely. is really at the heart of the issue, and and that Absolutely. is one of the biggest failures of of government because if we had a reliable transport system, all of these other services would be add-ons and they wouldn't be seen as primary sources of transport and relied on to the extent that they are. No, absolutely, and and uh, we have stated it ourselves that we are prioritizing the integration um, from all modes of transport. Um, and as you, as you said, uh, there is no um, uh, solid public transport system um, at the moment in the country. They're, they are sparse and they are, they are spread throughout um, the region. For instance, there's the BRTs, there's the Hau train on our side, and and and, and a number of um, the bus services. Um, the contract that we run with with the bus company. To, to commute people. So there's, there's a lot of work that, that is happening. And um, important amongst the, 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 the efforts that we are making is the establishment of the Housing Transport Authority, which is now um, uh, actually existing. So um, the Transport Authority will really help us to pull together all these plans from municipalities up to the province so that we have an integrated planning process first. And then we can move on then uh, to implement. But um, the, the problem has been, and the premier of the province has stated that, uh, the problem has always been that there's been fragmentation in how we are planning transport. So municipalities use their own prism to, to plan, and, and um, another municipality will, will do the same. And then as provincial government, we, we are left to, to, pull on, uh, to pull them together. And uh, what is currently happening, um, the, 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 the tag, the, the transport authority, as, um, as board members, uh, they are appointing staff. We should see a lot of progress moving forward, um, especially when it comes to integrated planning, because if you don't have that, then um, you, you're really uh, chasing your own tail. All right, Theo, let's leave it there for this morning. Theo Nkongi is uh, the spokesperson for the Gauteng Department of, of Transport. And the reality is, if, if we had efficient and safe uh, public transport, then 